this wellness world going into, you know, the opposite of well-being, sort of stressed out, fast-paced wellness, you know, almost fast wellness, like fast food, you know, but supposed to be healthy for you in a way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my sort of own exploration, you know, leading up to that observation was I was kind of at the beginning of of my own trying to slow myself down and not in a, oh, I'm going to just do less, but in a, in a very, you know, my own quest of being well, the do less to do more, do less to do more purposeful things. That was Tara Styles. Hey everybody, welcome back to Seeker and Sage. My name is Danny Pomploon and I am your host. Today I'm coming at you with episode 152, and I have Miss Tara Styles, who I, I firmly believe at this point in life that we are brother and sister from another mister or another mother or whatever it is. Uh, Tara is a new friend. Um, I have I've been in orbit with with Tara just around you know the yoga universe. Um, it's pretty small, and uh, yeah, we finally got to connect. Her team and my team were able to like reach out, and uh, I got her on the show. And I have to say. It was just really cool to uh, to immediately connect with her and, and hear her voice, and it was really awesome. We end up we end up talking about a new book that she has, um, and it's a transformational book. It takes you on this journey, um, and uh, it really just brought me back to the summer, like while I was going through my depression and how you know I ended up pulling out my tools and my resources, and a lot of the stuff that she brought into her book was you know all these simple practices that really just help us come back to self. So it was a super informational podcast for for me just to listen and also to get perspective. Um, And she's just really sweet and super awesome. And I can't wait to to connect with her even more. And as we uh, head into the show here, I just want to remind everybody to uh, head over to iTunes, leave us a review, give us some love. If you don't have the time to do that, maybe just share the podcast to your friends. This is how the podcast will grow. If you're in a place where you can make a donation over on our support page, it really does help keep the show sustainable. It's going to keep these conversations going, the connections going. And uh, last but not least, we, uh, we recently just created the Facebook group. So come join us. Uh, if you missed it last week, we just had a live anatomy talk in there. Uh, Derek, who's been on the show, came in and did a little talk. Next month, we've got a chakra lecture. Um, and it's a great way for just the community to come in and talk about what's actually happening and, and connect with me there as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll leave all the links in the show notes. Give us some love. Join the uh, conversation in the Facebook group. And without further ado, here goes episode 152. How many like times do you hear people just like say anything about your last name? Because your last name is like the coolest. It's all my dad's fault, you know. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <Hey. laughs> Sarah, how's everything going on the East Coast? How are you holding up out there? Yeah, you know we're no. I have we have no personal unit complaints for mm. sure. Um, but yeah, we're just we're hunkered down and you know doing all the things, getting the groceries, eating the food. That's it. Doing the yoga. Mm. And being a parent too, no? Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, I, I have a lot of friends. I grew up in the Midwest. A lot of my friends had kids immediately after high school or in high school for that matter. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really behind them quite a bit. So yeah. I feel like this is a good time 
for me in my life to be a parent because I'm just ready to get on the floor and like act more like a grandparent really and just play and do all those things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. You're like, can we, uh, can we like fast track this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm good, but it's fun. Yeah. We're having a good time. That's good. Yeah. Things are, you know, kind of, I mean, they're, they're here on the West coast. I think everyone's, we're still just at this weird holding pattern of like the world. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. But you're okay. Yeah. You know, like, like ultimately things are, you know, things are really good. And I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, on my own personal journey, like, you know, a lot of us this year have experienced depression. A lot of people that didn't really ever experience depression, experienced mm -hmm. depression this year. And we have the tools, which, you know, I want to talk about some of, some of yours, but we have the tools and we know that the practices work and all the things and, you know, eating good and da, 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 da. But it's sometimes you just don't have the energy to do it. Like it's just, even that felt, you know, like a task. And so to be on the other side of this, where I have energy, where I feel like I'm a little more glowing, you know, like the, the, just, I'm able to actually radiate a little, a, a little more feels super solid. And, and I just wrapped this weekend, uh, called nourish and unwind. Um, and selfishly it was for me, it was you know, two days of Nidra and restorative. And we did a little, uh, Kundalini grounding, and uh, we did some 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 therapy ball work and some self massage. Oh, why was I not invited to this? I mean, <laughs> you you call know, me next time. Now that we're totally, friends. totally. And the cool thing about it, you know, was the container that was set was very like, let's just be here and let's just show up exactly as we are. Like, there's no, don't hold anything back. If you're sad, if you're feeling grief, if you're feeling joy, like just bring it all. Like, mm -hmm. invite every single side of yourself. I think uh, was really was really special and. And, you know, for a lot of the practices, you don't have to look at the screen. So was, I think people were able yeah. to have the experience right. of just, just going, just going in. So yeah, it's that, that those practices have really just, just, uh, brought me to the other side and, and same with, you know, I'm kind of stepping into like my, you know, version of, you know, clean eating and, yeah. you know, taking care of, you know, my body and really understanding what and why I operate the way that I do in a yoga lens. And I know, you know, you're, you've got a whole, you've got a whole system on it. And so, you know, like I, how did, you know, you came up with with clean body and, and clean mind and was it something from direct experience? You're like, I need to get this out there or, or how did it, how did the book come about? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, honestly, like just checking you out online. <laughs> hey, <you're laughs> I'm like, oh, I want to talk to this person because I feel like you know, you've, you've had, and I feel like, you know, we could have many conversations about this, but just some sort of a, a real journey where these things have actually helped you in your life. And that maybe has also led you to sharing them with others, you know, and that kind of, well, I just, gosh, why don't all my friends do this? I mean, that's the feeling that I've had as soon as I started learning about all of this stuff. You know, I start looking around, why don't my friends do this? Oh, because they feel intimidated or they feel they went to something once and it didn't resonate. And, you, you know, my kind of viewpoint getting to the point where I am now about all of these practices is, you know, you go to a restaurant, you don't like the food, you don't stop eating food, you just go to a different restaurant. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think with yoga and meditation and, and Ayurveda and all this stuff that I've learned you know, kind of beyond yoga is I felt like that, you know, I started to learn Ayurveda when I was 21. And, you know, like I had a, a teacher that made me feel strange. So I just thought Ayurveda was strange, and I can't do it. And, you know, all the people that do pretend to be Indian, and that's strange. And, you know, I didn't know the word cultural appropriation yet, but it just felt odd to me. So I just kind of 
pushed it aside and said, yeah. well, I, I'll just keep eating my gummy bears until it doesn't work anymore. Not, not a bad choice, by the way. Like also <laughs> everyone listening, that is my favorite candy. Feel free to, feel free to send nice. them. <laughs> yeah, it does Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> now I got to ask you, is yeah. it the Haribo gummy bears or what are the, do you remember the small ones from back in the day that had like the gummy bears in the forest or whatever it was? Oh, I don't know. Like that sounds a little too fancy for me, oh but, but yeah, I think it's just the, the CVS Walmart version, you fair, know, the, what you, whatever you pick up at the, at the, you know, in New York, the side of the road, uh, guys that sell the stuff with, with yeah. the New York post, you know, <laughs> <laughs> good combo. the pack that you can like pick up before the subway comes and nobody quite knows that you just bought gummy bears, you know, <laughs> wolf it down quick. <laughs> yeah, quick. It's fine. No one's looking at you anyway. They're all looking at something else. So so yeah, uh, sure. outside of the gummy bears, you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you started to get into Ayurveda. Well, you know, at first it was just, you know, interested in all of the things, you know, I mean, I got into yoga, you know, obviously yoga is thousands of years old and all of those shenanigans, but you know, in the nineties I was dancing and, and it wasn't everywhere. And my ballet teacher brought it in mm-hmm. and, you know, I had the whole crisis, like this is amazing. And, and this feels familiar and where are all the people Mm-hmm. You know, so I just assumed that everybody who taught anything with this lens or this context was like an angel sent down from a spaceship and they were all just, you know, supposed to be the nicest people without any, you know, power trips or moral complexes and all that stuff. And then I just learned that everybody's the same. You know, so mm-hmm. I think I just started going into, you know, Ayurveda places and, you know, I was a, I was a kid, I guess, and I acted even younger than my age, but you know, I was kind of a punk and riding my skateboard and I'd have these, you know, Indian men tell me that I just need to go home and calm down. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to calm down. Like I'm <laughs> just getting yeah, started. So when in the history of t- asking someone to calm yeah. down, has that ever worked? <laughs> I know, I know. So I just, you know, I just took it all the wrong way to be honest. And, mm-hmm. you know, now kind of figuring out this stuff a little bit more, just asking questions about it more, to be honest. And, you know, having more friends that are interested in this a little bit more and, you know, some experts. And I finally just asked a question. I said, do you need to, because I, I didn't feel right to me. I was like, do you need to cook Indian food exclusively in order to do Ayurveda? And basically everyone I asked that was a, an actual expert said no. Mm-hmm. And, and that was like, the thing for me that angered me the most, I'm like, why don't you tell everybody that? (laughs) Right. Yeah, for sure. Like like you can have your, you know, your grandmother's vegetarian soup and add a little ginger and that can, you know, that could calm me down instead of, you know, me going up to little India and buying statues and not knowing what the heck I'm doing and also feeling very, you know, inauthentic about the whole thing. So I just, I just thought, okay, there's something there just like, you know, I felt the same way with yoga. It's like all of these, um, you know, people essentially trying to be of a different culture. And I kind of couldn't wrap my head around, you know, why, why is there so much rigidity in this? And then I'm thinking, well, maybe the rigidity comes from, you know, pretending. And if you're pretending to be someone you're not, you're going to be rigid. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I just didn't have anybody to talk to about it. Honestly, I hadn't met you yet. So I just (laughs) running around the planet, feeling alone, you know, going to yoga things, asking questions and, you know, being told to be quiet, you know, because, you know, back in the early 2000s, even there weren't a lot of young people that I knew that were getting into this stuff. Everybody was in their 40s and 50s, which felt like a completely different 
universe to me right. and my, you know, riding it on a skateboard kind of a thing. So and you, you kind of don't know until you know anyway, like you have to go through some of that bullshit and like yeah. psych yourself out a few times and <laughs> even go, I mean, I can't tell you how many renditions of this I've done where I'm like, yes, I know this. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, I don't know shit, <laughs> you know? And it takes you, I mean, but that's, I think that's the skill in action. I think that is the teaching in action. I think that is the yoga actually working in action when you're able to, you know, you visit some, some, some made up stories and, you know, and then you kind of question it and the inquiry happens and then boom, you, 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 you re-elevate again. Yeah. Right on. I mean, it's the emperor's new clothes. It's not a new story, but yeah, yeah. I, I kind of, kind of keep, keep going to that, you know, that book, you know, in many different variations and ask the question and nobody's going to give you the answer, but the answer is, you know what it is anyway, you know? Right. So, right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know the emperor's walking around. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> no one just wants to say anything, but, but yeah, I think that's, you know, I mean, and then, you know, checking in my own stuff, that's been my own, you know, personal story the whole time. Like I'm from this zero town, you know, I worked really hard, you know, in my own mind to like, get out and, you know, small town girl made good kind of a thing. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's my own story too. Like everybody, you know, girl against the world kind of thing. So <laughs> for sure. I get you. Yeah. 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 But. So what, uh, what ended up being, I mean, you've look, you've written a few things and you've, you've definitely, you're, you're very established as, as in your teachings and your practice. And, you know, even the way that you bring it, it for me, uh, you know, from my experience, it's, it's just very refreshing. It's very real. It's down to earth and it's super connected. Um, when you came into writing this, this book, where did, I guess the inspo come from? Were you, it's different for everybody, right? Sometimes you're intentionally like, I'm going to go write this book or I'm going to go write a book. And sometimes you're just literally hiding gummy bears while you're getting on the subway <laughs> and you're like, Oh shit, I actually have to, you know, this is, this is what, what I'm being pulled to. Um, you know, sometimes you get just like this beam of magic where you're like, I got to go do this thing. Where did, where did it, where did it come from? Yeah. I think for me, it was kind of a phase two of the emperor's new clothes. It was sort of like, you know, and, and coming to all of these things before the wellness industry was an industry. I mean, I remember the word like, you know, mind, body, spirit. And if you talked about anything as being connected, it's like, no, no, it has to be also spiritual. And, you know, my kind of original confusion was why is it all separate anyway? And then, and then kind of seeing the wellness industry completely take off. And, you know, there was a moment for me in New York, and this isn't to make fun of the person I saw, because this is myself. And I think everybody to a certain degree, mm -hmm. and relatable, you know, I saw a woman walking out of some branded, you know, fitness class with the whole outfit and the whole bag and everything, mm -hmm. grabbing a smoothie from some, you know, from some fast food smoothie place, drinking it literally over a garbage can out of a plastic cup, and then violently throwing it down, you know, getting one extra arm pump in, and then like crossing the street, almost getting run over to go to probably her massage session. Where she's cussing at the person. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is, you know, an SNL skit waiting to happen. But, you know, my lens on that is, you know, this is kind of all of us, this, this wellness world going into, you know, the opposite of well-being, sort of stressed out, fast-paced wellness you know, almost fast wellness, like fast food, you know, but so supposed to be healthy for you in a way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, my sort of own exploration, you know, leading up to that observation was I was kind of at the beginning of 
of my own trying to slow myself down and not in a, oh, I'm going to just do less, but in a, in a very, you know, my own quest of being well, the do less to do more, do less to do more purposeful things or, mm-hmm. you know, move in alignment with myself and the very kind of, you know, East Asian Tai Chi way, all of these things, and really trying to figure out that, you know, that balance for myself and then seeing, you know, this has got to be a conversation that I can have with somebody. And the more I started having this conversation of just, you know, slowing down and looking at all of these tools again, you know, with yoga and meditation and, you know, uh, feng shui and and shiatsu and Ayurveda and not being like, here's how to do them all in five minutes, guys. <laughs> but like, yeah. you know, but every, everybody that, wants that. Everyone, you yeah. know, they like, and that, I've the, done that. I'm like, I've started YouTube videos in 2006. You know, my friends were not going to do yoga and I, unless I was like, here's yoga for your hangover, like do it. And you'll probably drink a little bit less. You know? right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to me because, you know, it, it's, like, look, some of this stuff isn't, most of this stuff isn't glamorous. It's not pretty. It's not decorations and da, 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 da. It actually kind of sucks sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, it's work, you know? And so you, I don't know, you get to decide where you want to put your energy and your efforts in. And I don't know, I, I feel like I would rather, for for me, you know, I'm, 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 I'm more inclined to say I, I want to do the work of committing to myself you know, versus, versus a, versus a quick escape versus not being able to experience it. Yeah. I think that's totally. And, and, and sort of the, you know, not to be all like capitalism, economy, all this kind of stuff, but it's like true. Yeah. But but true. true also. And also like, you know, I think we all got, got a little desensitized to what it means to take care of ourselves because self care became, you know, literally a picture or literally a moment and, and sort of like this, this luxurious thing that we need to have that's like an expensive object literally or a bottle of stuff that you can buy that somebody beautiful has or whatever instead of like okay there's some stuff you can get it if you want but actual self-care can literally be all of the time like you know how how tai chi teaches us to move well while you're sweeping the floor and you know i would talk to friends of mine or like, you know, people that have kids too. And they're like, oh, it's so exhausting to like pick up the toys on the floor. And then I'm thinking, okay, how can I do that and not stress myself out? Because I chose to have a kid, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, for <laughs> so sure. maybe I can for crawl sure. down to the ground and use all of the stuff that I, you know, supposedly learned and know and move around a little bit from my middle, maybe work out my little kinks and quirks. And hey, now I'm actually you know, I'm getting something done, but I'm also taking care of myself at the same time. So, and that's not like I didn't invent that. That's what all of the wisdoms of of all of these things tell us. But, you know, sort of in the moment that we are now, we're so trained to have our self-care, you know, be this kind of wrapped up thing in a bow or the trip to the spa or the, you know, the, the thing that you just bought or the outfit that you have. And it's, you know, I don't know if that's all all terrible, but it's not really the the heart of all of the things. You know, the things can be literally all of the time how you are in conversation with yourself, not kind of drinking the smoothie, throwing it in a trash can, and you know, almost getting yourself killed on the way to your massage. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I and I think like the ugly painted picture about self care is that it creates classism. 
You know, like you, you, you have people posting stuff that's, you know, I'm going to go get like a massage or at the spa or, you know, whatever it is. And this is like self-care. And it tells other people that like, if you can't do this or afford this stuff, you can't do self-care. And I think that's a load of crap. I think that, you know, there needs to be different entry points and, and also like demystify what it really is. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be an expensive paid trip to something. It doesn't have to be, you know, like you were saying, there are other ways that you can do it. And I think, you know, you, you hit the nail right on the head. Like it, it, it it's not, it's not the green smoothie that was $15 before, before, you, before you almost die and yeah. go spend, you know, $175 on, on your two hour massage. Sure. You could do it that way, but it's not the only way. And knowing that gives a lot more access to self-care to other communities that don't necessarily have the uh, financial resources to do those things. Yeah. And I think also for the for the spoiled people that have all that stuff, knowing that maybe just choose one thing and it'll work better. You know, sort of we learn about food. You can't go to the buffet and eat everything on it and feel good afterwards. So maybe you don't need, you know, a massage, a yoga class, a spinning class, a green smoothie. Maybe you can just do the one thing <laughs> for a month and see what happens. Yeah. So I think that like, you know, at least what I've what I'm learning is with what all of these wisdoms are trying to tell us is, you know, live as simply as you can. And, you know, you'll enjoy a lot more, you know, you'll, you'll realize that, you know, that you are, you can live with the rhythm of the day if you're not, you know, pushing past every impulse in order to just squeeze something else in. And then, you know, you can share that. Yeah. You, you'll relate better to more people if you're not being a jerk. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's creating that buffer <laughs> and that space for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? It's it's that taking your deep, getting your deep breath before someone has to tell you to take a deep breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to serve me or this is going to not serve me. It gives you yeah. that little buffer to really discern before you attack. Oh my gosh. I know it can be so simple. You know, my, my uncle Norm, he lives on our family farm and we did this video like years ago for YouTube and and he's like, you know, Tara, I've been doing yoga on my own. I just didn't tell anybody. <laughs> There's a woman on PBS and I get up at four in the morning and I feel better and it helps my back and I'm less grouchy, you know, and this is a guy that doesn't really talk that much, but he, yeah. you know, he opened up cause he's like, it should be simple. It doesn't need to be, you know, complicated or, you know, make anybody panic or something. So I thought yeah. that was, you know, good advice <laughs> for yeah, me I anyway. Love, I love that. <laughs> End of episode. We got. We got to get your uncle on the show now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a good one. So I have a I have a couple of questions for you. I I recently just did this um, habit course, and I learned a lot about habits. Mainly that I got a ton of bad of them, but um, <laughs> you know, I, I learned a bit about habits, um, and I, I kind of went on this. You know, as I'm going through my, my journey, this whole like you know building in these new practices, and I've I've read a lot of you know, days and how many days does a habit pattern take and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and they're actually all different. It really just depends on the complexity of, of the habit, right? How did you land on, on 28 days for, for this transformation? I mean, I think it's just sort of easy to do, or at least easy to try to do. Yeah. I think it just makes sense to my mind and hopefully the minds of other folks like, okay, yeah. this is, you know, kind of a month I can take things, not that things are compartmentalized and, you know, mind and body and home and spirit categories, but kind of 
tackling one area at a time, just like, you know, if you're cleaning your house, you're going to start with the room that's really driving you bonkers first and then move on and then move on and move on and kind of dig in. But, but yeah, I think it's, I don't think there's a super rigid way about it, but just enough time to do enough of the things that hopefully after the 28 days, it, it, it just becomes part of life. I mean, I think that's really the goal of, of any change. You kind of stop doing the practice and you're just, it's just part of your life. It's not this sort of extra thing that you're making yourself do anymore. It doesn't have to be a task. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, you know, digestible little bits of, of day to day, add this and layer this and layer this. Yeah. So it's kind of getting into the, the mental reset and, and looking at how you feel about things. I think it's nice to get people out of the pressure of, you know, these are the things that I want to achieve instead of, well, how do I want to feel and, and, and what's going on with me? How does my body feel? And kind of taking a mental sort of reset first. I mean, one amazing thing I learned just from teaching yoga, you know, I'm sure you as well, is you can have somebody that's on paper doing all of the right things, but it's not working for them because their mind is is, you know, not in order, not calm and not you know, able to digest whatever they're trying to do to their body and and everything as well. So I think that was kind of important for me to help people to address first and just seeing how stressed out people get about doing their wellness practices correctly and just, you know, helping people kind of take their jacket off a little bit and just sit down and get comfortable, you know, and then go through a, a, a process of exploring things. So by the time you get to the Ayurveda section, you're not panicked about, you know, like I was when I was 21. I'm like, okay, I have to go and get all these spices. Otherwise, right. it's not going to be right. You know, you have a little bit more self, self-confidence in a way to experiment and do the things, but, you know, don't worry so much about, you know, being strict and rigid. And it's, it's not the things that you're doing that are healing you. Essentially, it's, it's you and how you feel while you're doing this process that you have your whole life to you know, explore and, and get into. What other practices, um, you know, outside of, we definitely said there's, there's some, some mindfulness in there. Um, what other practices are, uh, are in the book? Uh, two that I've gotten into a lot, um, recently, uh, just, they've been part of our Strala faculty and I just mm-hmm. kind of saw them as, Oh yeah, that's great. That's great. And I kind of, you know, know about it, but really just, Oh, <laughs> like everything else, you know, yeah. um, one is shiatsu and the other is tai chi, which are kind of, you know, a, a way that a way that I see them is sort of the, an inside out way of into the, a lot of the things that we're already doing. So shiatsu, you know, I thought is so cool um, to kind of do with yourself, like the, the whole idea of how to make a good connection with yourself and with others. You know, I think seeing a lot of kind of fast wellness of acupuncture too, you know, these places almost popping up being like 10 minutes, you know, come in and we'll poke some needles in you and then you'll be out the door and wondering, Hmm, I don't know if I want to go to that, but, but, you know, leaning on yourself in certain ways and, and, and giving yourself the time to, to kind of let your body adjust and let your whole self adjust. So something that's not just, you know, super mechanical, but, uh, you know, incorporating your whole self and, of course, learning a few of the meridians and the points. And, you know, I'm such a Philistine, I need to rename all of the Chinese points into things like if this is going to quiet my mind, I'll call it the mute button instead of the Chinese thing <laughs> so I can just remember it, you know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, this totally. is the mute button. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> or the reset button or the, you know, the, all of these different points. So I think that's just so cool. And and then Tai Chi also is, 
you know, just every t- everything I read about Tai Chi and everybody I talk to that's done it for a lot longer than me, you know, it's sort of like how we all feel about life, but we're not doing it, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. making a good connection with yourself in order to make good connections with others, like how to move in your body, even in your yoga practice. I remember, I mean, I did dance my whole life and then coming to yoga, you know, everybody taught it so differently. And there was a lot of classes that I went to that, you know, would be super focused on how to align yourself in one pose and then you forget about it and then you do this other pose but then how you move around the room wasn't addressed and how you are when you're talking to somebody wasn't addressed and you just kind of plop down on the ground and you know kind of do these little aggressions to yourself in order to even get into alignment and I, I was always thinking that doesn't really make sense to me but I don't really know how to raise my hand and object either kind of like I'm just going to be easy on myself and not contort and and clap for myself but um so you know but tai chi really answers all those questions for me of moving from your middle and you know it looks like nature you you move from the middle of your body the rest of you goes along for the ride you're able to do so much more you know all of the sort of self-help productivity stuff we're all obsessed with like just gets taken care of you do more with with less energy you know which i think a lot of us are of course, addicted to that feeling of pushing and forcing and struggling. And we feel like that's, you know, going to take us to the next level because of all of, you know, our whole life experience of being able to do so much under that stress. But Tai Chi teaches us that, you know, if you actually move efficiently, your body is going to be working, but your breath is the main source of your fuel. Mm-hmm. So anything extra is kind of double doing You're you're becoming a target for yourself, or if you're in you know, relationship with somebody else in contact or even just standing, not even in a fight or something like that, but you're going to be a target, you know, you're a little more stiff or you're going to, you know, you're moving more awkwardly, you're going to fall down more. And, you know, all of those questions that I had about yoga started to get answered. And I was like, oh, I can just move better myself and forget, you know, everything else. And, And it's just, everything became better. Like getting the groceries from the floor to the kitchen counter became better. Like, you know, picking up my daughter, sweeping the sweeping the floor, you know, my energy and, and leading classes and all of this just started to, I had more of a vocabulary to help myself improve. And I think that's what's so cool about a lot of the East Asian arts. It's kind of a forever improvement where it's not like a lot of the Western yoga. It's like, oh, you did the pose. Congratulations. I just didn't know how to talk about that with anybody, you know, so, but here we are. So, yeah. yeah. And also you you sometimes, like I was saying, you know, you don't know until you know, and and you have to, you have to go through that process into the experience to, to alchemize it and then, you know, synthesize, alchemize, and then start to, you know, present it out there. True. Yeah. I was going to, um, I was going to say when you were talking about, (laughs) when you were talking about that, you know, you do the pose and then the end, you take a picture of it and put it on Instagram and then the end. (laughs) Yeah. And then the end. Yeah. Well, now it is. It used to just be the clap or like, yeah, I mean, being a dancer, like I would get called to the middle of the room to like do a backbend and everybody would clap for me. And I'm like, really? (laughs) I just feel like a dope, you know, I'd walk out. Oh, good backbend today, Tara. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, totally. What am I doing? <laughs> I have, this is, I don't know if it's a fair question, but I'm, I mean, I'm just going to go no. for it. If you had to pick a favorite part of the book, maybe not like, I'm sure you obviously wrote the thing. It's your baby for sure. But like one part where you were just like, yeah, Tara. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the intro, honestly, I thought my editor was going to kick it out because I had a pretty, 
I had a great editor and it was like a pretty tight relationship with, you know, she's like, we want to like make this a book. That's not weird. <laughs> you know? right, right. Um, but it was really, you know, not a critique on the wellness industry, but also just kind of um, uh, in the first kind of whole section is about that too. In the mental section about just, you know, what are we so afraid of? Why are we, you know, running against walls and, you know, buying all this stuff and showing off all these things and then documenting it, like you said, and, and then expecting, you know, all of our self-confidence to come from strangers and have conversations with these people all day long, you know, in this, in this, you know, artificial way. And, you know, and then we, we want, we expect to be well, we expect to be healthy. And, and what does that even mean? Like, being healthy for the sake of just functioning correctly or where's the joy in that? So, you know, sort of a, a letter to myself really about slowing down and, and, and not just slowing down of, Oh, it's okay. You know, I'm just going to kind of quit and give up, but slowing down to actually impact more your purpose and feel better. And, you know, maybe there's this huge secret that we're all just kind of missing because we're just, you know, panicked and, and told now that we're supposed to do all of these things every single moment of the day in order to, you know, just be okay. I think it just goes back to, you know, what you said earlier, it's the commercialization of everything. And, you know, it's, it's every, every other, you know, corner that you turn, there's something is shoving something in your face to go purchase or to feel better. You know, they kind of prey on that. You just said it, they prey on people's fears, you know, and so if they buy stuff, they would feel better or they would fill that gap and fill that whatever it is versus a, Hey, let's go sit with myself and nurture from within. Yeah. 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 I mean, this stuff really shouldn't be that hard, you know, but I think I'm sure Michael Pollan will write a really great book about it someday. Cause I feel like He's what he did, was just, yeah, I mean, come on. It's like, maybe, maybe we'll just, you know, will that in there, but yeah. you know, I feel like what he did with the food industry and how he laid that out mm -hmm. just like, fed back to me my childhood. I think a lot of us like, oh, wow, here was like the 80s. My mom had an organic garden, like we're from a farm. And then I don't know if it was Dr. Phil or Dr. Oz or whoever just all of a sudden started telling my mother to buy this ice cream with like zero calories and, and tell us to eat double of it. <laughs> and those like potato chips with the Alestra in it. And then like, we didn't eat broccoli anymore, but the broccoli vitamins got shoved into the bread or whatever it was. <laughs> it's like, that's where we, I feel like that's where we are with wellness. And, you know, I don't know, there's, I'm just, I just find it all like fascinating, but also, you know, it's really cool to have conversations about it because we all want to feel better. I mean, that's not going to go away, but, mm. um, you know, I think there's, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, and, and no better time than now to really, you know, hone in on that. I think everyone wants to feel better right now, whether it's, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, or just energetically in the field, you know, with the state of everything right now. I think everyone, like the collective wants to feel better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know for me, when I like literally put myself on this quest of slowing down and simplifying and, you know, a lot of what you were talking about with the program that you just we're involved with is, you know, I, I, my life just got better and not just my life, but, you know, as we all interact with each other, I felt like I was, you know, not polluting the world as much with my, you know, crap, <laughs> not just like yeah. the garbage that I throw away, but like, you know, the, the kind of how you would, 
you know, interact with somebody in a, in a great way or in an okay way. I felt like I have I had more great interactions now that were, you know, maybe making the world a little bit better or whatever that is, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the space to, uh, it's the space to be able to, to breathe and to, you know, it's the space to be able to breathe and decide, is this useful? Or is this not, you know, yeah. it, it gives you that time and that space. I had a, a friend of mine and I recently we were sharing about our, our experience of taking time off. And, you know, it was the first time in like five years I had taken some serious time off, like two yeah. weeks. I hadn't done that in five years because I was always just like hustle, go festival, teach, <laughs> let's go, but you're a blah, blah, blah. Just, it was just everywhere. And, uh, you know, I took this pause and as I was, you know, here I was like losing my mind for like a solid month of like, I don't know what I'm doing in my life. What am I going <laughs> to do? And yeah, I'm sad. And I'm just like all these things, like 12 hours of no phone on me and just mm. sleep. And I woke up and was like, oh, my life's actually really good. I just need some <laughs> sleep and some quiet time. Oh, that's nice. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes oh, yeah. it's just that like pause and that reminder, you know, to, I mean, that, that reminder to, to, to give yourself a moment, you know, I, I think a lot of people are afraid of that. A lot of people are afraid to take a little slow down or to go back to something so simple, like ground and, you know, move like Tai Chi, like you said, you know, mm. like move in a way that's with, with source, you know, like move in a way that's, that's good. That's going to go in but you know we we kind of fight that a little bit we know it's good we know it tastes good over there too <laughs> we just forget I think it's like exactly exactly what you said i mean everybody relates to this stuff because either you're going to have a burnout or you're going to avoid it or you're going to get sick and you know a lot of people come to this stuff after something bad happens but if nothing bad has happened to you yet and you can learn this i mean professional athletes learn this they don't waste energy. And I mean, you remember that when Usain Bolt crossed the finish line and then he turned and smiled at all the reporters for that picture. It's like he had so much energy left over after just going so fast because he was, you know, doing what he does so well. And I just thought that that's, you know, kind of everybody in all of these different fields of, of, of arts or of anything really when you're really doing the thing with as much efficiency in this Tai Chi way and, and you have that flow state that we're all looking for in all of these, you know, well-being practices, you know, you get more. And that's what I love, you know, from my, from my own experiences, slowing down gets me more. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I know it's very like American, like I want more, but it's the sort of like breaking down the wall. I feel like it's just, it's just a lie, you know, like you can get really far you know, I remember I used to teach one-on-ones a lot in New York when I first moved there, you know, and I was just like a punk kid and there'd be all these finance guys and, and they'd be like doing their move. And, and one, one guy didn't know how to, to, to teach him yoga other than just doing it with him. Mm-hmm. So I, I did this plank pose with him and he was really strong. He'd go to the gym and all of a sudden he was like, well, I'm getting really, you know, I want to be in this plank pose for as long as I can. I'm like, okay, let's have a little plank pose challenge, you know, not like a normal thing, but just for him, he's kind of crazy. So we'd be in this thing and, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm just like this scrawny little kid. So I'd like bend my elbows a little bit. This is when I started to like think about Tai Chi, like roll around a little bit from my middle, not physically moving. Cause he would have been like, you're cheating, but I could stay so much longer than him. Cause he was forcing and pushing his way through this plank pose. And, you know, I just think that was such a good moment for me to realize, oh, like 
pushing and forcing and struggling will get you far, but it won't get you as far as you can go. And I remember like explaining it to him there. And, you know, it's just a funny moment because I'm just sitting there in my like American apparel wife beater t-shirt, like talking to (laughs) billionaire guy, you know, in his office and being like, you know, you could really use your energy a little bit more efficient, efficiently. Like I'm at the beginning of this, but like, I know, like, I'm going to get to do some cool stuff, whatever, you know, but, but, you know, we stayed friends and I think that's, you know, we're all kind of like that guy, you know, in a way. And, but that's the big lie. I think that's what a lot of this, you know, even the relax, but make it look pretty, you know, for the internet now, which is so, so new and strange, but there's still a version of that before the internet, like you're just supposed to, you know, be impressive to, you know, other people, I guess, but for what reason? Yeah. I love the simplicity of it all. I mean, I can totally, I mean, that's, 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 really the the golden ticket i think you hit the nail right on the head there too it's just coming back to stuff that is so simple will give you so much more space and less distraction for all of it yeah easy <laughs> all right terwell it wouldn't i mean i, I kind of i'm gonna put you on the spot again but I, I feel like you have to guide us through like a one minute slowdown oh my gosh all right yeah let's do it <laughs> oh my gosh cool ah <sighs> all right so I guess wherever you are, (laughs) unless you're driving, pull over, (laughs) unless you're driving, pull over. Yeah. Pulling over would be good. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think the most important thing is to be comfortable. And I think again, like the most you teach yoga, like the most cliche over get a comfortable suited position. (laughs) I just think that's so corny. I've always thought they were so corny, but I really think it, it does it. Whenever a teacher told me that I never, would get comfortable. I'm like, what do you mean? Like just sit in this position. But I think it's really important to actually be comfortable, like whatever that is for you, like soften yourself and, you know, let yourself roll around a little bit side to side or easy forward and back. And there's something really nice in giving yourself that freedom or permission to move how it actually feels useful to you at the moment before you try to do anything at all. (laughs) So letting yourself roll around a bit here. And simply noticing how you feel as well. Like a lot of people get kind of bored in meditation, like, well, what am I doing? But there's this whole amazing kind of number one show happening inside. If you bother to give a look, just noticing what's happening in there. And let your whole self soften. So physical little bend in elbows and knees and any bendable part of you. But then a kind of whole self softening, just allowing yourself to be movable. And you don't have to breathe deeper, more full when you're soft, kind of a door opening for your big, deep breaths, just to move through you, start to move you. Noticing your inhales, filling you up and out like a big globe expanding. And your exhale softening, 
making it even easier to be where you are. Simply noticing how you feel. And take a big inhale. Long exhale. Let yourself roll around a bit from your middle. Maybe open your eyes if you like. Just notice what's going on around you. I think that's it. I think, you know, practice doesn't need to have a beginning or an end sometimes. I can kind of <laughs> keep going. <laughs> so good. Thank you, Tara. Know. Appreciate it. So, so good. Is that all right? That's corny. <laughs> I loved it. It was perfect. <laughs> Oh well, God. I know you are extremely busy. You get so much going on. I mean, just so everything. busy, busy, busy. <laughs> I, I appreciate you taking the time out and, and coming on to the show and, and, you know, connecting with the community and, and, you know, sharing your gifts. And, you know, like you said, everyone deserves to, uh, to feel good. So I think what you're offering out there is, is absolutely perfect. Oh, same with you. I'm uh, following you on Instagram, doing your meditations <laughs> now. I Uh-oh. love that one you had about, um, it's funny because it got me thinking about, you know, how we all kind of come to the same conclusions when we digest this stuff. So you had a really great one about inviting a feeling in to make a home in you in a certain way, or at least that's what I took out of it. And I love yeah. that because I feel like we all stress invites its way in and we don't invite it, it just barges its way in. So inviting that, that good feeling in is was pretty awesome. So thanks for that. I did that the other morning. I'm going to do oh, it again right. later. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's, that's, thank you. I, it's, you know, like, I mean, you get it. We can, we could talk about that for days too, but it's just, a, it's, a, it's a gift and selfishly, you know, it's for me. So yeah. you know. well, it's working for other people too. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the bonus of it. <laughs> well, Tara, again, I appreciate you and, and what you're doing and I can't wait to dive deeper into the book and share it with the community and, and our, maybe our book club. So so yeah, until uh, the next Seeker and Sage, this is Tara and Danny saying peace out. Thank you so much.